You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosque Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, broadcasting from Nora, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last era of current affairs. And we're proud to acknowledge that uh, we're broadcasting from the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri, of the Kulin Nation, in Nora, Melbourne, Australia. And uh, my name's Chris, and... Uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, where we show about cycling, bikes, urban transport, micro-mobility, active transport, you know, getting around without a combustion engine and basically about bicycles and scooters and all sorts of things. Now on today's show, I've got two interviews lined up. I'm going to be chatting to Nathan, who's from the Bicycle Network, about uh, your helps required in the Yarra region or the Yarra local government area for the upcoming bike counts and a catch-up interview with Pierre from BikeWest and I'm going to be chatting about Friday night and uh, what happened Friday night? It was critical mass and uh, a lot of people got their first taste I think of what it's like to ride on the road, on a main road, without something and that's something being fear and how... Uh, our transport system's a pretty joyless affair, isn't it? There's another article in The Age today. I remember Cara Waters last week doing a call-out about, you know, uh, people's different ways or asking about people's different ways of getting about Melbourne. And, uh, you know, if you use PT, drive, ride, walk, whatever. And the overwhelming thing about that is that we're... <coughs> pardon me, we should have a cough button here. Uh, we're not quite, but we're back to pre-COVID transport or traffic patterns but there's inconsistency and if you drive on the road you would be um, seeing this or observing just how yuck it is. Uh, There's kind of inconsistency of people utilising PT, there's still the thing of don't really want to be around people Uh, and the overwhelming thing of just so much car dependence. Like if you are around on uh, some of the main roads in Melbourne and if invariably sometimes on your bike or walking you may have to use these and just what an unpleasant experience it is. Uh, yeah, so the article's in the H today, horrendous traffic back as flexible working hours fade to curb driving in Melbourne. So if, we've, well, if you build, build for cars, you get cars and there's no matter of uh, paradoxes or known paradoxes and or... Um, you know, well-known skits from uh, ABC TV series Utopia that I could read off. We keep building for this stuff and we keep getting problems. But today, we're talking about more positive things. And uh, after the break, I'm going to be chatting to Nathan about uh, the Super Tuesday bike counts. (laughs) 
Interested in real community resistance to extractivism around the globe? Beehive Design Collective's Art of Resistance World Tour from Turtle Island, Canada brings us complex political discourse in March through stories, murals, music and more. Join Liz Downs from the Rainforest Action Group for insights from her recent trip to Ecuador, where indigenous and peasant groups are fighting back against big mining and how their wins can inspire the global movement. March the 2nd at Black Spark, Northcote, starting 6pm and followed by live tunes and panel discussion. Entry free or by donation. More info at Aidwatch or Melbourne Rainforest Action Group on Facebook. Today on Yarrabowski Users Group Radio on 3CR, I'm having a chat to Nathan. He's from Bicycle Network and we're having a bit of a chat about bicycle counts. Uh, your help is required and why it's required. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Thanks for having me on. We run the Super Tuesday Bicycle Count. I imagine a lot of listeners will be familiar familiar with this count. It's been running over a decade now and, and we have our volunteers and members perform the count along with along with Bicycle Network staff and we go out and we count bike commuters in the morning. When it first started it was all about bikes and as the years have gone on we now call it I guess an active transport commute. So we also count people who are you know using scooters and skateboards and that sort of thing as well. But it is an important thing. We try and record this data and then use it for our advocacy efforts, not just in Melbourne, but uh, around Australia as well. Yeah, so it's not just Melbourne, what you'd be doing other areas as well? Yeah, that's right. So um, Super Tuesday in March, we do in um, most of the what we would call southern states. So we do a count in Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne and Hobart. We also do a Super Tuesday North, which happens uh, in you know the North states like Queensland and uh, Northern Territory, which it would be in the dry season up there. So that happens in September. But yeah, this time around in March, um, all the Southern states. It's very good of you to think about uh, wet and dry seasons for the <laughs> North because yes. it can be quite something. Now, absolutely, with these counts. It's very important to get data and, you know, data is king these days. I need to go into these sort of things. But Yarra has one of the highest percentages next to Marybeck Council area of, of commuting by various means of either walking, cycling, scooting, all that sort of thing. And we need the data on that. So do you yeah, have, exactly. do you, do you have at your fingertips what the current participation rate is for the Yarra local government area? Yeah, so we're actually at the moment we are at fifty percent of of the sites that we um, have registered with Yarra. So okay. in consultation with the council, we have thirty seven sites in total. So this number fluctuates year to year depending mm-hmm. on um, various infrastructure changes. Off the top of my head, areas like the Walmer Street Bridge that's under construction. So we often would collect data there, but this year we won't be doing that because it's under construction but Yarra as you said they're a, a, they have a really high proportion of active transport users and comparatively a, a really good network of, of infrastructure but it is important 
to to capture data on on these um, yeah. you know main routes in and out of the city. So if people are interested in helping, I mean, and this is voluntary, what are the nuts and bolts? What do people need to know? Times, information, what what are they doing? And what possibly in return do they get? Yeah, absolutely. So it happens on March the 7th, so that's Tuesday, and it starts at 7 a.m., goes till 9 a.m. So we see that as the, as the sort of main window of commuting. And they can register to count at one of the sites using our website. So just go to bicyclenetwork.com.au and then you can uh, navigate to the Count Super Counts page and you'll see a button to register. And that will take you to a map and you can scroll around the map and have a look at all the sites that are available and pick one that's yeah on your way to work, on your way to school or nearby your house that you can count at. As a thank you for your time, our Bicycle Network will make a $70 donation to a charity, not-for-profit, local sports club or group of their choice. So when you when you register for account, it will ask you for a charity or organisation you'd like to donate to. Once the account is done, we'll make that donation in their behalf. What materials will people be given or do you get an app or something to record these figures and you know, um, kind of like your visual thing you'll be doing for two hours on that on that morning? You'll just get an email which has a PDF attached to the email. You can print that out and that's the count sheet. And it is a bit old school in that we ask you to print something out and take a pen and paper down to down to your site and count that way. Yeah, we haven't quite got to the stage yet of having an app that everyone can use on their phone, but potentially that may happen in future years. So at oh, this could, stage, it's yeah. just a, a printout. Oh, yeah, I could see like the you know, bit of integration there, but everything, that sort of thing costs a bit of money, but I reckon it can be done. You know, you could do, do something with Google Forms. You've probably already been through all these sort of things. If people want to uh, get involved, by what time have they got to do it? Uh, right up until the day. So if they if they want to register on Monday, the sixth of March, then uh, if they if they do that, you know they they can have a, a count sheet printed out that evening, and they can be ready to go the next morning. If they do have any questions, of course, they can uh, email us before that date about it. So once the count is completed, we actually will email everyone, say thank you very much for counting, and there'll be a link where you can actually just go back to our website and um, enter the data you've got. So it's all it's all done through the website, pretty straightforward. Yep. Anything else that uh, participants may need to know about Super just, Tuesday? I think that just about covers it. Yeah, it, it's certainly a, a large task to to count. We have about eight hundred individual sites around Australia. So not we're not expecting to count all 800 on the day. There may be some sites that just don't get counted. So we will do follow-up counts. So if, if potentially they can't count on the 7th, but they'd like to help out on another day, then just reach out to us and uh, we can accommodate that. Oh, that's good to know. You've got a bit of flexibility there. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Nathan. And uh, if people want to find out more about the Super Tuesday thing, go to the Bicycle Network website, look up uh, Super Tuesday details and register there. Thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate it. Brunswick Music Festival presents 
Sydney Road Street Party, March 5th from 12pm, featuring eight pop-up stages and performances by NAM favourites. Cable Ties, Kira Peru, Black Jesus Experience, Ajak Kwai, Pinch Points, Mindy Men Wang, June Jones, Georgia State Line, and heaps more. Plus, great food, markets, community stalls, and parties happening at venues all along Sydney Road. More info at brunswickmusicfestival.com.au. Presented by Mary Beck City Council, a 3CR supporter. Today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, I'm catching up with Pierre from Bike West about critical mass that happened on Friday, the 24th of February. So uh, you went way out west. A little bit west. It wasn't too far away from my place and where the rest of uh, the Bike West crew live. Do appreciate that many of the people who participated might have been a little bit far for them and I appreciate, you know, the 300-odd people that managed to make it. So, so thank you. We started at the State Library, as is or has been tradition, and we went up past Arden Street and Macaulay Road in North Melbourne and Kensington to highlight the fact that those roads still don't have protected bike lanes on them, despite City of Melbourne being ready to put protected bike lanes in, but Vic Roads has been withholding permits for them. So we wanted to highlight that and we made our way down to Kensington Hill. We picked up a bunch of Westies at JJ Holland Park in Kensington near the BMX track there. And uh, we made our way down Dinan Road and Hopkins Street past Franco Cotso before finishing up in Nicholson Street Mall in Footscray. Can't help but remark upon there were some very striking images taken of the ride. And there was one that was picked up, was it uh, Maribyrnong Truck Action Group, of a truck pulling out and in comparison to a couple of hundred people on bicycles. It was just compelling. I, when I first saw that footage, I audibly gasped. That was um, at an intersection outside the front of Franco Cotzo, which was what we were hoping to highlight in the road, just how dangerous that road is to, to cyclists. It was Meribyrnong Truck Action Group who uploaded the footage to Twitter of a, I think it was a B-double, two containers on a truck rounding the corner and as part of that process came very close to the cyclists who were on the opposite side of the road on Hopkins Street. 
And the second trailer mounted the curb just in front of a couple of people who were trying to walk to Central Footscray. Really highlighted just how crappy that intersection is and how problematic and how dangerous trucks are in, in the West. Well, everywhere. Where do you start with priorities of freight and the like on Melbourne's roads? You know, we used to have a lot more freight on rail. There's been various moves towards getting freight more on rail coming out of like the the Port Melbourne area. It's not something I want to talk in detail at the moment because it's kind of off topic. Melbourne in the last five to 10 years has just become a blizzard of either construction and or uh, we'll just do this, we'll have the minimum standards apply. I don't really want to point out or pull out any type of industry for uh, specific things because, you know, it's people doing their jobs. It's what the problem is, is the process, the government and Vic Roads not not having a duty of care towards, like you were just saying, people just go on their way to Central Footscray and on foot and this bloody great vehicle is there. A similar thing happened in South Bank with um, young man was barely hurt, food delivery guy. And these things go on all the time in Melbourne and we just have become just too immune or this is the way things happen in our city. And it doesn't have to be, as we discussed in my last interview with Robert, who wrote the article, um, Crikey, we need to have a people-based transport system. Yeah, absolutely. There's, it's almost like we've sold our soul for high productivity freight movements. And the truck in question was carrying two empty containers. And I sort of scratch my head and go, did both those containers have to travel on the same truck at the same time? Would... What would it have what would it have cost our society if that was one container only on that truck and the trucks were smaller and could round that corner easier? And you know, if in the space that was saved, we used it for wider footpaths or heaven forbid, safe bike lanes. Things that go into the freight industry about double, triple, whatever handling and freight costs and oh, oh man, that's this that's a diabolical thing to get into. Freight is just Oh, I don't know if I can use the right analogy. It's got hairs all over it. And it's, the problem is, is the people working in it, you know, the actual workers, the truck drivers, the rest of it, are not, you know, they're, they're not the problem. It's the further up. It's who gives them the training, who provides the training, where they drive. We're having, a, you know, as I said, it's, it's just this absolute lack of duty of care to our streets. Yes. And through Critical Mass, we were trying to readdress that balance a bit and and highlight, you know, that streets – should be for for people and yeah that footage from mtag really really did show that commons conversations is a series of podcasts in which campaigners share their experiences and insights into activism learning in movements radical history and more. Produced by the Commons Social Change Library, it focuses on lessons learnt from involvement in First Nations, disability, AIDS, climate justice, wage theft, disaster recovery and other campaigns. To listen to the series, visit www.3cr.org.au slash acting up.
Good things from the ride though, I noticed there was a really good vibe and lots of different types of bikes and lots of different types of riders and lots of friendly, happy stuff where people had just kind of realised the sheer joy of what it's like not to be worried about getting run over. I mean, no, simplistically put, but not to have be constantly be at the end of the food chain on the road. It's just like, oh, I can just relax. It's a beautiful feeling to relax on your bike. It, it is such a lovely way to get around if you can do so safely. And for many people in the West, that would have been, well, for anyone in the West, that would have been the first time they were able to ride in a relaxed manner along Dining Road and Hawkins Street. This is another one for a wider discussion of how punitive either media, society or politics are towards anyone expressing joy or having fun. It must be that you know, work ethic of work hard and you know, knuckle down and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, it's the same thing with our roads. We're not allowed or these, these, all these kind of really subtle, sometimes not subtle things of we're going to blame sheep back to you and if a cyclist is doing something, you're therefore an example of everybody else, which is absolute bullshit. And where I'm getting to with the joy thing is it's just, you know, you, you know yourself watching commutes and vehicle traffic pile up in terms of around Melbourne after COVID, it's not a joyful experience. And and we've we've discussed on the show, and you know yourself of trying to get in pop up bike lanes, get trying to get in different treatments. No, we can't have any of that. We must have this joyless car culture. I'm fairly new to this activism thing, and but I'm very quickly realizing just how stuck thick roads are in their ways, and just how difficult it is to make change happen uh, in our society. But hopefully, with 300 people on the streets of Footscray that sends a message that, you know, cyclists are here and we want to be safe and we want to be heard. And, you know, if we have, heaven forbid, we claw back a little bit of that road space, put in protected bike lanes and add a little bit of joy to what are some pretty grim, horribly loud, dangerous roads in the West. Any kind of great moments from uh, Friday night? I'd, it's hard to top the bike lift out the front of Franco Cozzo and um, uh, Tonya, our, let's just call them our, our DJ, hearing the Franco Cozzo ads as we were riding up Hopkins Street and doing the bike lift in front of Franco Cozzo was, was a bit of an iconic moment. And the songs continued as we went past Central Footscray and just the smiles of the surprised locals on foot and in their cars, hearing this music and seeing this, you know, seemingly unending parade of cyclists. That was just a joyous moment for me. Yeah, I could, just just as a point of that, that joyous smile of people going, oh, my God. I mean, uh, 1998, uh, if we go back to a previous lifetime for many people, <laughs> and some, some people weren't even born then. We had the MUA uh, dispute here in Melbourne and Critical Mass one night went down there. This is uh, on the docks. And I remember talking to a couple of people down there, so they were really scared. They thought a bunch of bikies were coming down. And there was a couple, of, <laughs> and it was a couple of hundred, you know, uh, in a in a suburb cyclists. This is twenty five years ago, and the beaming smiles. Things can be better. Things can be different. Good things are possible. I mean, it was only a small kind of social thing that occurred, but it was just seeing a bit of joy, you know, because you know, living pressures and inflation at the moment. Joy, remember that it is possible, especially how we use our city streets. It, it it absolutely is. It just takes a little bit of imagination sometimes to sort of 
wind back our streets to a time when they were more joyous and they weren't so clogged with traffic or heavy vehicles? Yeah, so I must ask, plans, upcoming plans for critical mass in Naram, Melbourne. What have you heard? What's what's the grapevine? What's the buzz? What's the whatever you should say? What's fashionable now for what's what's going to be <laughs> what's going to be dropped? There have been some rumours that critical mass next month, March the thirty first, if I've got my dates right, will be heading south side. Nothing concrete just yet, but um, if your listeners stay tuned to social media in the next few days, I, I reckon you'll. Um, You'll get a little bit of confirmation. Oh, go show solidarity with the with the south side because oh, very poor outcomes down there with some of their councils just going. Oh, we're just folding up like a piece of paper. And for things that were reasonable trials, we're not even talking permit. We're talking reasonable trials. And it's something I just want to quickly bring in. There's something also on the on social media on Twitter of like in in Sydney, someone remarked they don't get the same amount of NIMBY neuroticism against cycleways and bike lanes that they do in Melbourne. I do remember that go back a while ago, back to the you know, mid-orties, that, you know, Alan Jones and the like were feral about bike lanes in Sydney and they persisted and got through it. And as I mentioned on my previous show a fortnight ago, that the College Street cycleway is back after eight years. This is the power of perseverance and you are on the right side of history. But Sydney, for all the people, I don't want to start up the north-south rivalry, but for Sydney, for the things we say about it, they don't seem to have the same amount of neuroticism. I say, Melbourne, stop being embarrassing. Come on. Yeah, uh, you know, a little bit of friendly rivalry is good, and I, I do, you know, I have been known to say that Melbourne is a better city than Sydney. They're showing us up when it comes to bike lanes. It's starting uh, to be a bit embarrassing over here. I think we need to pull our socks up. And maybe it'll take a couple more critical mass rides to really sort of get the attention of our decision makers and, and help them realise the error of their ways and, and give them an opportunity to correct things and uh, put a little bit of, put a few concrete bollards or metal bollards in the ground and and keep cyclists safe and turn Melbourne into a cycling city because heaven knows, you know, pretty decent climate, famously flat. Melbourne is ripe for a cycling revolution. Yes, it is. And it's also a very equitable thing to do too. Not only if you talk about e-bikes, okay, they're a certain price point, but getting on your bike, pretty goddamn cheap. And in this uh, kind of uh, corporate profit-driven economy we've got at the moment, it's a good way forward, I think, to get a bike. Yeah, great way to beat the cost of living pressures. You can move your car in the driveway from time to time and replace at least some of those trips with safe and joyous life trips. Enough that. Uh, thank you to Nathan from Bicycle Network and catch up interview with Pierre from Bike West. Uh, yeah, they kind of been on the show quite a bit. Yeah, I did uh, a 
oh, my brain. Uh, I had a chat to um, John Simmons quite a while back, and then um, Faith and Val had him on the show just recently. And uh, yeah, and I think I first spoke to Pierre back in September of last year about plans to restart Critical Mass. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on 3CR. Up next is Shebop, followed by Black Block. And I must uh, just quickly mention that the news is out for Southside Critical Mass. It's Friday the 31st of March at 5pm. It's at State Library and it's time to resist the backlash in the South. Maybe celebrate the new St Kilda bike lanes and more information. Oh, it's all over the place. So uh, go to your social media uh, platform of choice and plug in a few details for Southside Critical Mass. And don't forget that uh, 3CR is kept on air by sale subscribers and people who make donations. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the uh, subscribe, donate or fundraiser option. And also, uh, you listen to this show uh, frequently, why don't you subscribe and also... um, pledge or show you subscribe to is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Really would appreciate that. I'll be back in a fortnight. Next week we'll be Fel and Faith back in the studio. And as I said, up next is Shebop followed by Black Block. would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.